you want to hear about uh, the complexities of software. Yeah, basically. Like, you know, it's hard because, you know, I mean, Skype, right? It has some weird behavior because I think software is difficult. As someone who's somewhat connected to the land of software development. I mean, everything's difficult. I understand that. Right? Like, if you get down... Uh, you become a professional at something and you really get into the weeds of it. Like there's always more going on than the layperson might realize. Yeah. And like it's it's complex. Like I feel like the software <laughs> It's a complicated if you case. It out, <laughs> a lot of ins. <laughs> lots of ins, lots of outs. Yeah, more so than I think something that's physical. Now you know, like if you were to map out all the pieces in you know, like a car. And then map out something like Skype. Even though Skype, in some sense, it has no physical limitations. Like, it's not as impressive because you don't have to make actual atoms do things exactly like you need them. So I think cars are cooler and it's a more impressive feat in general. But I think, like, Skype, like, it's complicated. Just the software portion. All the ones and zeros pushing out there at, you know, uh, what is it, uh... You know, uh, beyond thousands, millions of times per second. Hundreds of times per second. Hundreds Ones of thousands. And zeros. Yeah, going through there. Um, Dozens. You know, even. it all has to work together, like from my laptop to the, you know, everything the, the discs, the keyboards, everything's going. I'm doing See, a really bad job of explaining this, but. Well, no, I, I get what you're saying, but it's. Like you, like cars, it's mechanical, right? So yeah. if if you understand how a combustion engine works, which hopefully you won't have to soon, but I feel like you can troubleshoot that pretty easily. It's when computers started getting all worked up in the mix when it got so right. fucking jumbled. Well. S software. So, like, I'm talking about something like Skype, which is more or less, I'm going to call it pure software. Sure, there's hardware components, like the internet has to exist for it to work, and, you know, a computer, a processor for it to run on. But I'm just talking about the software layer. These instructions that run this app and then run everything on the server and then run an app on your side, too. Yeah, that, that wasn't really my point. My point was you could become an expert at like, like a mechanic is an expert at a right. thing and you know all of the parts and they're finite. Right, right, and, right. Right, and Skype, for all intensive purposes, might as well be an infinite number of parts because you could write the fucking code any way you want, really. <laughs> Not any way you want, but you know what sure. I'm saying. But it has a lot of parts. If you think of like all the individual pieces of a car versus all the individual pieces of Skype, because like there's a whole, you know, source code for the, I'm just going to talk about the desktop app to make it simpler. Like there's all this code in there and functions and pieces that have to do shit. Right. You know, it's actually a lot more complicated. I'm I agreeing think. with you, dude. We're, I'm yeah. trying to sympathize here. Right, right. So this brings up something. You know, I, I wasn't going to bring this up today, but since we got into this rotten business, 
this was something going around Twitter recently. Um, because the thing that's weird, because we're talking about cars, you have to keep in mind, cars have software now also. I so know. in addition to all the physical parts of it that are finite, you have software running in the cars to do everything. Right. You know, so that, yeah, it's again, there's multiple levels. And that's the issue with the airplanes, too, because the airplanes now are being controlled more and more by software, not just by pure, uh, you know, switches and dials and electrical signals. They're all mediated by like processors running software. Now. Right. You don't just pull a lever and the aileron goes up, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. like there, there's a computer as the middleman now. What have we done to ourselves? Yeah. So that's what I was, wanted to bring up because... What, that thing I sent you about Boeing? Oh, you sent that to me? Yes. Okay, because someone from my work also sent that to me. I think I got it all jumbled up. Yeah. Now that you say it, I remember. I saw it. You sent it, and then I was going to go send it, and... Or did I send it to you? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, okay. I sent it to you. You were yeah, like, fuck! That, yeah, that <laughs> Boeing thing. Um, yeah, it's fucked up, but I mean, it also kind of makes sense. But the thing that I'm thinking of is software that like, you know, how the fuck do you like, so as someone that does low stakes software, right? I'm not doing airplanes. I'm not doing medical shit, right? Where people are going to die. I'm doing like apps that run on phones to do, you know, people, people to talk to each other and people die cool stuff and see a thing. Right. Yeah. So like. You know, and, you know, a lot of what we do is like in the early prototype phase and ex exploration, we don't do a lot of like, oh, this needs to be like robust to the level, not even robust to the level of an airplane or a medical thing, but not even robust to the level of like, oh, this is mission critical stuff for a business and we don't want it to go down all the time. Like, I don't even get into that level of shit that often. Right. 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 So like. I don't even know how you like, I mean, I do kind of know, but it's just like, it's mind boggling to just imagine like, okay, like there can't be a bug in this software. Like if there's a bug, an entire airplane will fall from the sky. People die. Which unfortunately that's what happened recently with the, the, right. the, 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 the Lion Air crash and the Ethiopian Air crash, the, the seven. 747? 37 Max. 737 Max. Yeah, there was a bug in there. Sensitive topic in this household. Yes. The uh, But yeah, the 777 uh, for the listeners, you sent it to me. I'll just read it here, the highlighted portion. Due to the criticality of the software, Boeing decided to put all heads of software engineering on the test flight. So right there, that's interesting. It's like, okay, yeah, this stuff has to like... It Not actually like has to die. work. And like, by the way, like if it doesn't, like you're the one who's going to fucking die. <laughs> so you better make sure like your whole like, yeah, you're the head of software engineering. Well, you better make sure your team isn't fucking up because you're going to die. The consequence is death. <laughs> right. During the test flight, the plane started shaking and the software engineers were able to implement a mid-flight fix via a turbulence control software. So in some ways, that's an added benefit. It's not only like, hey, you're the one who's going to die if this gets fucked up. It's more like, well, if something goes wrong, on the fly, you better just like write a new piece of software that fixes the plane before it 
before you all die. Now, I've watched Silicon Valley, and they've been in some stressful situations, you know, getting their various apps up and running. Right. I don't think that rises to the level of you're on a plane in the sky, and now shit's getting fucked up, and it's right. going down, and you better, like, write some new code or some shit to keep the plane in the air so the goddamn plane doesn't crash into the goddamn mountain. It is my fuck, man. <laughs> it's like, you better finish this video because I can't right. even equate it to anything. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're not going to release your film on time. Oh, that's going to well, be like mildly if embarrassing. A with 300 people. It's like if you don't release the film on time and it's an os and it wins an Oscar. <laughs> it has to win an Oscar. If it doesn't win an Oscar, we're going to execute 400 people. <laughs> no pressure, Adam. <laughs> can it you know, can it just be like a Webby instead of an Oscar <laughs> or There's well, a different yeah. For the Webby yeah, if you if you if you if you're in the Webby running, it's just like it has to win a Webby. There's only like maybe like twenty people they'll kill. It'll still random. be like it'll be the plane sort of sliding off the runway into a river, and they'll save most people. Yeah, right. It's not up in the air, twenty thousand, thirty thousand feet. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You know, and we're putting all this power. In the hands of, of the AI. I don't want to say it too yeah. loudly. Well, speaking of the AI, I'm kind of, I kind of don't want to admit it, but this new Terminator movie, I really want to fucking see it, man. I want to see it. You it looks me? fucking awesome. Fucking A. Like Arnold's back. He's the Terminator, but he's like old. The old Terminator. I want to fucking see that. What's going to be the one-liner where they explain how a Terminator ages? Well, I already fucking know it because Don't a tell Terminator... Me. Not because I know, but think of Terminator. What They're is a Terminator? Covered in flesh. They're yeah, a robot exactly. covered in flesh. Okay. He's All right. covered in a... like Yeah, he... So... A skin suit that a nothing is wearing. Yeah, exactly. So his skin <laughs> suit ages. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be an explanation beyond that. But that's, that's just enough. My, Who gives a fuck? You don't yeah. have to explain every little thing, well, you know? Just I, have a good time. Yeah, but I will say, I didn't see the last Terminator movie from a couple years ago. I don't think I've seen the last two. I've seen them all except the last one. I actually watched Terminator 3 and Terminator... Whatever. Um, whatever it was called, I forget. The one with Christian Bale, where he oh. shouted at the guy on the set. I thought... Terminator 3 was Christian Bale. No. Terminator 3 was early 2000s. It was it was definitely more of like a B-movie kind of take on it. Yeah. It was fine. It was enjoyable. I mean, Arnold was in it. I think. I, yeah, he was. But wasn't he mostly CGI or... No, he was in it, but I don't think he was... I can't fucking remember. There was a girl Terminator in that one. And she was the evil Terminator... Figures, women. Am I but right? But what it did was it led up to the actual like judgment day. Like John Connor's like a teenager. He's running around. This other f girl Terminator comes from the future to get him out to kill him, just like in all the other movies. 
it leads to a whole series of events and through their events it actually leads to the judgment day spoiler alert Wait, what's the Judgment Day? I when the, the day ju- that the AI takes over and okay, launches okay, their right. war against humans, right, right, and right, it shows how John Connor's like positioned to be the like voice of the resistance. Then at the end, and then the next movie takes place like in the future of like where humans are hunted. It's like kind of like those little glimpses we see in the first Terminator movie of like what their world is like that was my favorite fucking part of that movie yeah well Terminator this is one with Christian Bale takes place in that world oh I love it now maybe it's not a good movie but I always wanted to see more I thought it was a pretty good movie I enjoyed it it was very enjoyable I always assumed that they were just total shit no the Christian I mean total shit I'm not gonna say it's like tremendous like 100% but the Christian Bale one I thought was totally enjoyable I don't have high expectations yeah Yeah, it's definitely not total shit I didn't even think the third one was total shit but being kind of a Terminator fanboy maybe I'm not the right person to listen to but it definitely was more of a like you, you don't you can't go into it expecting a T2 situation this is definitely like a Jaws 2 kind of scenario but it's still good it's fine <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, Jaws 2, that's not a good analogy. It was a bad analogy to make. It's like a Jaws 3D scenario. I was right there. I was walking down the gangplank, getting on the boat. And then it's like, don't mind this gigantic hole in the hull as like as I'm stepping onto the boat. And it's like, yeah, but what if the we go out there and the shark looks really shitty? Is this a plot point from Jaws 2? Or Jaws other, 3? Other, other than the shark looking really shitty? I mean, the shark looked kind of shitty in Jaws 1. Well, so, I think we've talked about it. this. I think the shark looks shitty, except I think sharks in real life look shitty. Yeah, it didn't look shitty in the right way, though. Wrong kind of shitty. I don't know. I, I think when I saw a shark in real life for the first time, I was like, oh, I guess Jaws wasn't that shitty. They just look like that. No, they don't. <laughs> Shot down. <laughs> they really don't. Granted, I'm talking about a dead shark. You ever yeah. been sharking, Brad? <laughs> I'm not I've talking seen, about day tripping. <laughs> I've, I've seen some pleasure dead, cruise. I'm talking about sharking. Shark. Have seen you the been dead shark hanging at the pier? Have you been sharking? No, I've never been sharking. I go sharking. Sharks don't all look right. like that. All right, all right. Caught a ten foot bull shark one time. Yeah, but we're talking about a great white shark, aren't we? Yes, yes. 10,000 pounds. And we're talking pounds. about what it looks like face to face, not looking down in the water watching it swim around. We got that thing all the way to the boat, had it up there, pictures right by its face, released it. The little pleasure cruises were like going all around us and they would come up like, holy fuck, they just caught a 10 foot long bull shark that weighs probably 500 pounds released it you know but we pulled that fucker in it took like 90 minutes to get that motherfucker in 
It's fucking crazy. It took three people. We had to take turns. The beasts in the sea. They're monsters. The mind reels. I mean, they're they're monsters in that they will eat you if you go in there, you know? (laughs) They're not actually, like, nature doesn't have the capability to actually be a monster. Because that implies evilness, and they're just trying to eat, man. Yeah. Anyway, no, that fucking, especially the Jaws 2 shark. You know how the Jaws 1 shark looks kind of like too thick and kind of papery and bulky? I guess so. Like there's some smoothness to a to a white shark. You know, they, they got okay. smoothness. Yeah, 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 I gotcha. And it's got all these folds and ripples in it. And, like, I get it, whatever. It doesn't diminish the movie to me because it's like, you know, you suspend yeah. your disbelief. It's not about Fine. that shit. It's, it's not, not about that. It's not the storytelling. Correct. But Jaws 2, it's, it's like... It's eloquent, unspoken dialogue. They took all of that ripply, papery business and, like, it was twice as bad. And then in Jaws 3, they didn't they even try down. anymore. It's like, eh, fuck it. Storytelling, right? Who cares what the shark yeah. looks like? It's like they well, have the same. It's yeah. interesting that the same ethos can produce vastly different results. Well, the difference is it relied completely on the storytelling, which was not there in Jaws 3. So I don't know. Was, you have a bunch of innocent people trapped at a, you know, water-themed amusement park under, you know, attack by a shark. That could be good. Deep Blue Sea. That was pretty good. The Meg. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, kind of a similar setup, an underwater thing. Right, right. I only, I didn't see all of the Meg. I probably saw the first, I don't know, third of it, I'm going to say. Maybe. This kind of like and? never went back to it. Well, thank you. I wouldn't mind going back to it. I should have did it. I mean, it has Jason Statham. I like to keep and keep on top of everything he does. Sure. Sure. But I also don't think you have to, really. You yeah. kind of get it. It's it's. I mean, it's no Hobbs and Shaw. Haven't seen it. I'm ashamed to say. Yeah, when you see that, we're gonna have to talk. We have to have a conversation about that movie. <laughs> well, you know, I'm on board for all things The Rock. So yeah, I mean, come on, Rock and Statham I in know. the spotlight, not diluted with all these other jokes. Right, right. Get it's, them out of there. It's good. I mean, the the little bits and pieces I saw of that, like, the one little... I know there's the helicopter shot where, like, they drive the car off the thing and he slings the rope around the helicopter, whatever. Yeah. You know, I expect that kind of stuff. But <laughs> then there's the, like, calmer moments. And somehow, Hobbs and Shaw are walking down... Two adjacent hallways. Yes, yes, yes. With, I know with exactly. like <laughs> bulletproof glass in between them or something, yes. and it's like this competition where like there's more bad guys, and it's like who will defeat the bad? And they're looking at right. each other. It's like, oh, I just took out three bad guys pretty easily, and then the other guys like, 
I just took out 20 or some shit. Yeah. And it's like well, it's this not little... even it's not even like that. It's even better than that. <laughs> well, don't even ruin it. Just if you. Yeah. No, yeah. I just want to watch it. But like yeah. that little it's the hum. My grandfather taught me this, Brad. John Whipple and I used to make these movies, you know, when we were in high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you ever saw the secession. It's kind of like, you know, one of those movies you can relate where you don't really want to show it to people because it's fucking embarrassing. Yes. Even though it's not, it's only embarrassing to you. Like everybody else is like, wow, I can see it. I can see the potential there. Like I had the kids down here recording music last night and it's like, fucking a, that's awesome. They'll listen to it in 10 years and be like, that's stupid. And I'm like, no, it's not stupid. It's you, it's like Daniel Johnston, and then eventually you hear the Beatles, you know, just because right. the production isn't perfect and, like, you don't have, like, everything finessed out. Like, I can hear it. So John Whipple and I used to make these movies running around in the woods, shooting each other, whatever. And the secession like one of the I wouldn't even call it a plot device but mm-hmm. one of the is it a motif how, how does a cookie jar relate to story anyway it was a cookie jar so it's like it kept showing up so there'd be this scene where like ah I just melted your face off with a pot of boiling water ah, now I'm running out of the house but Ooh, I'm going to stop for a moment, open the cookie jar, get a cookie, close it back up, eat the cookie, and then I'm going to run out. And those were right, the right. kind of moments that like take something pretty stupid and they elevate it a little bit. Yeah. And my grandfather was sure. like, you know what? That's the best part of the movie is this cookie jar business because it's a human element. And you're yeah. not and you're not just fucking running around in the woods shooting each other. Anybody can do that. Right. But injecting the humanity into it. And yeah. and like that's what that that hallway scene no, smacked exactly. of to me. Exactly. You're you two need, badasses. <laughs> yeah. You need like yeah, the humor. And I never really thought of it as just the humor being what injects humanity into it, but I guess that's a no, that's an excellent point. Because without a doubt, without the humor in it. It's just like, what even is it? Like, what's the point? Like, right. All right. So uh, this might be a controversial analogy, but like Marvel movies, they have all that humor in it. Love it. And they're fucking great. Then you watch fucking like Superman V Batman and it's dark and dirty. There's like, it's just like, oh, I can't even sit through this whole fucking thing. Yeah. There's nothing. What is this turd? You can't connect to anything. Yeah, exactly. But, and I guess, yeah, and like, again, a huge effect. You watch some movie, some blockbuster movie with crazy effects, and it's kind of like, well, that's kind of cool, but it's kind of boring. But then you watch, like, Avengers, crazy effects, battle things, explosions, but because it's punctuated with a joke, you, like, practically jump out of your seat and cheer. And And correct me if this doesn't resonate with you the same way, but like the best parts of the Marvel movies to me are like when they're just kind of sitting around and like chiding each other. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
Like when everybody's trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Yeah. And he's like, you can't do it. Nope, 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 nope. And then yeah. Captain America grabs it, and it kind of... It jiggles. wiggles a tiny yeah, little, little bit. bit. And you can see Thor in the background. He's like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And it's the best. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. I mean, I love every minute of every Marvel movie because I'm an unrepentant fanboy, so... But yes, like the without those, I don't know if I'd care about any of the other shit in there. Well, without those, now here we go. This might be a little tricky, but I was going to say without those moments, it's just like Transformers movies. But the problem is they do try to inject that humor that's into true. Well, them. So why doesn't why doesn't it work in question. those movies? Well, I think because one, the humor is stupid. Okay, like, stupid is not very informative. <laughs> you can't just... I mean, if right. Dr. Santulli was judging your paper the, and you wrote, the, well, the he- these movies aren't as good because the humor is stupid, he'd be like, that's two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he would. Am I wrong? You're not wrong at all. <laughs> um, the uh, I still haven't recovered from it. Oh God. So okay, I, I'll just talk about a, 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 just the pure. I don't know if I can make a sweeping generalization, but just specifically with Transformers, the problem with the humor is that it's not character based humanity it's not kind of like 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 in so you mentioned the the thing in Avengers 2 where they're goofing around with Thor's hammer like that's kind of relatable it's kind of funny but if instead they were just like Thor came in and was like hey you you're eating the Doritos. I want to eat them. And he like smashes the Doritos with a hammer. And then Iron Man is like, fuck you, man. And he like slaps him across the face with his like Iron Man hand. And then they get into a argument. It's like, you're a poopy head. And Iron Man's like, no, you're a bigger poopy head. And like, you'd be like, what's happening? Why are they acting this way? Actually, that's kind of what's funny. What's going on? I, I thought you that's were going to say That's literally what happens in the Transformers movie with our heroes. I thought you were like going to say something like from the fucking movie. Bumblebee like <laughs> gets hit in the crotch wherever his yeah that crotch happens is. too. Gets crazy in front. He goes, "Oh my balls!" Right? Oh my balls! And then yeah, it, no, that happens. Come on. And then Hound, is all, who's played by John Goodman, doing kind of a take on his uh, Walter character. As Hound is Wait, like, John Goodman is in the Transformers movies? John Goodman and Steve Buscemi both play Transformers. That's and like Turturro! And Turturro. No bridges to my knowledge. Shit. Well, uh, in, okay, so in the Transformers, the fourth movie, my was mind the first is one with Mark Wahlberg. Right now. Yeah, Turturro's in that, isn't he? Isn't he the bad FBI guy or whatever? Yes, Torturo is in that fourth one also. He oh. was in the first three, and he's all he he makes the leap. He's kind of like the bridge character to the fourth one also, when they kind of re like as a soft reboot. Because instead of Shia LaBeouf and 
some of the other characters we had following. We have uh, um, Mark Wahlberg as the new human lead character. But he... Right. Oh, wait. Turturro might not be in that one. I think I'm, I was just in my mind envisioning... Because uh, what's his name? Stanley Tucci's in that one. You know what? I I've, think I was repla- get, replacing... Anyway, Goodman is in that one. And then in the second one, they bring on Buscemi, which I feel is a conscious nod to the two of them being together. Has to be. Even though, like, it's so fucking stupid. That's two-year-old, dude. It was, it was, it's two-year-old. The movies are fucking two-year-old. Literally, I'm a poop, you're a poopy head, you're a bigger poopy head. Ah. And like, these are supposed to be like the heroes of the movie we're supposed to care about. Like, it makes no fucking sense. They're constantly fucking doing that. They're arguing like, like, um, it's like that SNL skit Brothers, which I think I sent to you. I don't know if you watched it. He's hosing them down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how the Autobots act. Like, those two brothers throughout the entire fucking movie. Sure. All of them. Especially in these later ones. It's like they up the ante on it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why do I want to watch this? Okay, but What here, have you could- done to these brave, noble <laughs> robot warriors that I love so much? Why are they acting like this? Well, we know, we know how you feel when <laughs> robots are mistreated, whether it's on the page or yeah, in real exactly. life. Exactly. They're not doing justice. These robots must have been so humiliated. Oh, I got this is the line. Right. Great. I got to say this. Haven't I been subjected to enough indignities? Yes. Um, so here, here, let's perform a real quick thought experiment. The Transformers movies were conducted and produced and directed in such a way that they created more of a like Marvel like universe. And well, let me flip that. Let me. I'm sorry. Let me. Okay. Let me okay, flip okay, it. Okay. 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 Flip it. Let's flip it around. Flip. Let's flip it. All right. Flip. We're watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And mm-hmm. we get to Avengers 2 or whatever. Yes. We're at the hammer scene. Yes. And then maybe Captain America grasps the hammer and it wiggles a bit. Yes. Thor cocks his elbow, gets a little nervous. And then Captain America's like, see, I moved it a little bit, you poopy head. And then Thor's like, I'm not a poopy head. You're a poopy head. That might be funny. If it just ends there, I, I, it it might be it won't like destroy the movie. I think it might be a little odd. I'd be like they needed to workshop that dialogue a little <laughs> bit more. I think, but okay, whatever. And and just because it being so odd, I'd probably laugh at it. Yes. Yeah, you would laugh at it. But if they started acting like those two brothers in that SNL skit for no. the entirety of the movie, I'd be like, what is this? Right. Especially if the other movies came for at first, it's just like, what is this? What's happening now? Did uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess my it's point just not is not enjoyable. You're judged by like the Avengers, not the Avengers, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe could get away with a little bit of that, probably because they put the work in on the yeah other twenty two movies to establish. 
like the universe that you accept the rules of well, that universe exactly and so if there's a little you're a poopy head no you're a poopy head you know well, Iron Man i think says. it could work if it was in guardians of the galaxy and it was like star lord and drax saying that absolutely it could totally work and it would be funny and they but would that- deliver it in such a way that it would be consistent with the characters, and it would actually be hilarious. That's too easy, though. I'm talking, yeah. like, the actual legit OG Avengers. But, I mean, it's, it would, it's just something out of character. And if it's a little blip, I mean, I just don't think it would serve them well. Could they get away with it? Yes, if it's just a blip, because the rest of the stuff... Like, if Captain America came in, and who knows what he said. He's just like, hey, I just got done jerking off shot a huge cum shot watching this porno and then the movie went on after it's just like why did he say that's just so out of character like why did that even happen well maybe what is happening now and that's the kind of confusion (laughs) of character that happens in certain movies where i'm like how did this get written because i can't understand why any of these characters are saying what they're saying at any point in time there's no consistency it makes no sense What's happening? It's but like it was mad, written as like Mad Libs. Maybe Captain America was taken over by bad Captain America at some point. Well, right. If you're watching it and you're like, oh, shit. Like someone's like, yeah, bad Captain America. He got mind controlled. He got a whammy put on him by. He's Captain by Russia Loki. now, you know? Yeah. Then. You, well, that's it. He comes and says that you're like, oh, shit. That's the plot of the movie. That's a thing. But then it just never happens. And that's what happens in the Transformers <laughs> movies a lot. I'm like, oh, this is some kind of plot point that like this person is or this thing is doing this or this is happening. We've talked about this, actually. Exactly. That I thought for sure the, the comic or the T.J. Miller guy from Transformers 4 was going to like come back because they like set this up and they did this long shot and they showed before how people that turn into this metal gunk like they come back and I was like oh he's going to like come back I see like he just never does it was just an inexplicable sequence they showed that made that had no connection to anything did Michael Bay direct that one yes now like, do you think Michael Bay is a stupid person? Well, I'll tell you what. The movies, he's there's like eight of them, and they make a billions of dollars, so he's smart. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. I don't understand it, I guess. Like, it's one of these things I don't understand. I don't understand why you'd want to make that movie. And I don't understand why you'd want to watch that movie. You just said they made over a billion dollars. It's not that difficult to understand, well, man. But so does Avengers. And, like, why not make the movie like that? But, yeah, yeah I don't know. But you have like, to fucking try harder. Yeah, I guess that's it. It's not just, yeah. Yeah, I guess that is it. Like, the other thing with the Transformers movies, not only is the character work and the plot, like, n- nonsensical, like, the action sequences aren't even good. Because they're so frenetic, and you can't even tell what's happening. It's just random, quick cuts of explosions and jumping. And is that what? Which robot is that? I'm not even sure. And what's going on? Like, oh yeah, it's fourteen fourteen shots to jump over a fence type shit. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's fourteen shots showing someone jumping over a fence, cross cut with a different robot cutting a meteor in half as it's falling from the sky, (laughs) 
cut with another meteor that no one is cutting in half, and you can't follow what the fuck's happening. I mean, I I watched the Mark Wahlberg Transformers one. I guess it was the first one he was There's, in. There, okay, yeah. So was that the fourth Transformers? The fourth one. If it's the first right. one he was in, yeah. And the only reason, because I don't know if I saw even the second one, maybe. Yeah. I didn't see the third one. I don't think you need one. to fucking see them to fall. There's no, no plot. It doesn't matter. It really that, doesn't. That wasn't my point. My point was I saw the first one and it was like, okay, I see what this is. It's okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe I watched half of the second one and it's like, I see where this is going. Yeah. Not, not worth my one, time. The second one. But the only this. reason I tuned into the fourth one is because of this like incomprehensible action stuff. Like I, you were talking about it, other yes. people. I was just seeing. We all did the, a whole episode about it years right. ago. You probably don't even remember it was so no, long ago. No, I don't fucking. Yeah. Well, you remember. You just mentioned it, but yes. Like that's the only reason I turned it on just to watch that. He's but picking he, up pieces of metal and dropping it. That was the line. <laughs> yes, my yes, favorite he's line. picking up pieces of metal and dropping it. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, boy, that's a hell of a thing to lay on someone with a head full of acid, Brad. Yeah, but um, yeah. fuck, no, it's so I was watching it just so I could experience like some bad filmmaking because this is it's not just a Transformers specific problem. Um, but okay, so two things. First, it was compounded by. I think we had like Comcast internet or some bullshit back then. So like, mm -hmm. however I watched it, I'm I'm sure it was streaming, and like it was so goddamn pixelated. So compound right. the like utterly incomprehensible editing of the action scenes with yeah. like the screen is basically like sixty four pixels. <laughs> Yeah. And, like especially when it gets fast and everything's going all around it's like it just turns into like you know 30 pixels by 12 pixels or whatever the fuck yeah, it's like here's a bunch you. of squares so not only is it shitty filmmaking it's shitty compression and i just can't so i don't, I don't know if that was fair but like the second point i was going to make is that Christopher Nolan Batman movies have had the same complaint leveled at them. There's that scene where, and I think it's from The Dark Knight, maybe, I can't remember, but where Batman, like, no, maybe it's from the first one. He goes into that club, you know, and he's going to go get the guy, right? And there's like this 60-second scene where it's like, now he's in this, like, nightclub and it's just like a bunch of shots of whatever. And it's not like cool Batman shit where he's like appearing mm -hmm. from the darkness. It's just like you're supposed to be seeing him kicking everybody's ass. But it's like I don't know where he is, what he's doing, who he's fighting, where these other right. people are coming from. And it's just all pell-mell. Right. Yeah, I hear. Well, I can't recall the exact scene you're talking about. I'll find so, it. But in my mind, I could say, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if it's one scene and it's maybe a, a choice to be like, well, we've seen him come out of the darkness and do stuff. Here's another way to present it. And you're almost seeing it from like the bad guy's point of view. Like you don't know what the fuck is happening. Just random bat fists are flying and no. taking you out and shit. But no, I don't know. It's I didn't not. See it's it. not like that. But I guess the point is like it doesn't diminish the greatness of it is the Dark Knight. It's Batman versus Salvatore Maroni fight. I mean, I'll I'll send it to you. You don't have to watch okay. it now. Yeah. Although you could. That I'm sure that would be compelling for the listener. But right. Well, it's the second movie then, The Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Wait, yeah, The Dark Knight's the second movie. Yeah. And like Christopher Nolan's an amazing filmmaker, but he just can't fucking do fight scenes unless they're happening in like slow motion time right. unreality, right. I guess. But even well, then, I don't know. Yeah. And this but comes are you out of saying the blue. this is an issue endemic to the Batman Christopher Nolan series, or just this one scene it irks people? It's like a infamously no, it's some it, scene. Infamously or famously, however right. you want to so describe famous, it, it's infamous. It's infamous, right? It's endemic to Christopher Nolan's style of filmmaking, and this scene sort of encapsulates it, right? But, I mean, we didn't do any prep on this. We don't really have to yeah. go too deep into it. Sure. I'm just saying, like, sh- shitty fight scene, incomprehensible. You you wanted it to be good because he's confronting, like, the bad guy. And it's like, okay, now he's going to go in there and we're going to just see, like, John Wick-esque awesomeness. Yeah. And he just couldn't, he can't pull it off. He just can't pull it off. His movies are great. I love the guy. But this, not his strong suit. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad scene. Like. I think it ends well. Like, the ending does a lot to justify the rest of the incomprehensibility of it. Well, I think it starts out strong because Salvatore, Salvatore, Salvatore Moroni is, like, sitting there in the club and the girl's like, what the hell is that? And, like, you know, he's, it's kind of like a, a walkway. You know, they're on, like, a mezzanine or something. Sure. And just one by one, the people are just, like, falling off the sides. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? It's like a thing, a force. You can't even see it. It's, like, coming towards you, right? Yeah. That was really cool. Like, the setup, it starts like that. Awesome. It's going to be great. And it should have just kind of been like that. Like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And then he like, gets, like, zipped up out into nothing where'd he go he just went straight up in the air because batman yeah. just like whatever but used then his tools they, yeah but then they kind of i think actually it's almost i would almost say it's the reverse charge you have is that they show too much because then they just show batman and they kind of explain it showing batman in a fist fight with these guys and like he shouldn't even be fist fighting them like it should just be more like this almost like horror movie setup of like what's happening like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. click 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 like there's like 20 guys between Salvatore and the end and one by one it's just like boom boom it's like a countdown almost getting closer and closer to him and that's how it starts out and that's awesome but then it showed then it like again it shows too much you actually see him like punching the guys and it's just like oh yeah Batman's just in like fist fights with these guys and he should really just dispatch them using his cleverness and his little tools yeah, or even if he's fist fighting them, like he's down there and just kind of like throwing them off one by one, like fine, like yeah, 
there's yeah too much of like it turns into too much of a fist fight i think and they almost show too much it, it yeah anyway i mean that's the classic mistake right always showing too much yeah that's, that's why alien still holds up all these years later like you really didn't see too fucking much mm-hmm. and it's like oh geez jaws too for that matter not yeah the second jaws movie i need to right, <laughs> amend right. that jaws also didn't see a lot of the shark and when you right. did it was kind of stupid looking but they put the work in yeah, to like see the dial up the dread and shit so like you know that wasn't the point the point yeah. was the existential dread of well, dipping you your the, toe in the water yeah you see the person floating out there and all of a sudden they're down right where'd they go again it's an unseen force just yes. like the be start of this Batman scene, like what's happening? People right. are just falling over the edge of the railing, left and right. Like what? And then he's and just they're boxing slowly getting them. closer. Yeah, and then he's just yeah. It, the classic thing, classic mistake. So I think what we're saying is we're probably better filmmakers than Christopher <laughs> right. Nolan. If I, uh, I don't want to yeah, put too I, fine we, a point we, on yeah, that, we, but yeah, they should. I mean, I'm gonna go I don't ahead and know do why that. Warner Brothers has not called us and said. <laughs> You guys should make the next Batman movie, please. I mean, how many episodes in are we? This is I episode mean, 180. You know, a lot about, you know a lot about Robert Pattinson. We, if you take any stills so, on set, we can color correct the shit out of them and make a nice catalog, you know? Yeah. And we mm-hmm. can we can go to developer settings, copy settings, and then paste right. them to other images. Or even right. just click on a preset that we ourselves made. Yeah, when it gets time to edit it, I'm just going to export it as a series of frames and just import it onto a catalog and just edit it from there. And just color correct each the, frame individually. Yeah. And delete the frames I don't want to be in the movie and then reorder the frames and then export. You may have just hit on something, actually. I kind of like that. Yeah. There you go. That's new, new... Uh, New method right there. A new method. Okay, I'm writing it down. It was all fun and games, but that shit just got real. Okay. Every so often it happens. You know, the ideas come bubbling up. You just got to grab them. Yep. All right, so are we ready to start the episode? No, I'm writing this idea down. That old gag. Because we do have some revisits. I'm trying to get this idea down before yeah. we forget it. Yeah, better get it down. Individually, that's a hard word sometimes. Yeah. Indiv- you just abbreviate it. I N D I V period. Yeah, that's what I should have done. I'm uh, always living on the extremes, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, st- I'm almost there. I had to capitalize the letter, so. Okay, <clears throat> revisits. What do we yeah. got? So last time, I, I used the phrase choke and puke. Yeah, I just kind of let it slide. <laughs> I meant to re- revisit, to return to that in the last episode, and then I forgot. Right. 
And so now I guess I can do that now. I can't wait. Um, so, so when I say choke and puke, does that mean anything to you, Adam? The only thing that gave me a little tickle <laughs> was P and V. Yeah, no, it's not related to that at all. So, no, it means nothing to me. Okay, good, because I thought I might be stupid. I hope it's not something from 54 hours a long no. time ago. There was no, no, no choking no. in that. No. So, okay, good. I don't there, was, there was a... Uh, so, so uh, a couple weeks ago, I was on a little, like, you know... Uh, not really a road trip. What do you call it when you're just meandering around randomly for fun? A drive. It's like a drive. It's just it's like a, a little drive. drive, right? Checking out what's around. Checking out some rural scenery. Going through some, like, desolate areas and, you know, following rivers and yeah, ending up in state parks accidentally and being like, oh, this is cool. Great. Oh, look at this weird shit. I just came into some kind of abandoned house that looks like it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Never would Let's have experienced that unless you did that. Right. Yeah. Love that. So I was doing that just a couple weeks ago. It was right before we recorded the, the last episode. So it was in my mind. And, uh, um, I end up stopping at this kind of like, uh, you know, desolate, like there's nothing else around, but there was like a little gas station convenient mart. Was it open? It was open. Okay. You know, I, I, it was a good chance to stop and pee because you don't know how often that chance is going to come. You know, you can just pee in the, you know, on the, off the side of the road, which I do sometimes. But if it's like kind of desolate enough, but I prefer not to do that. You know, you know speaking of peeing, like I'll yeah. go all day without peeing. Like I'll, yeah, I'll be at work at five o'clock, five p.m. and be like, oh, shit, I didn't pee today. But for some reason, <laughs> when we start talking to each other, it's like I get this urge to fucking micturate. <laughs> I think it's the time of night. You don't realize. Uh, no, it. I don't think. No, I don't fucking pee. I pee a lot. Talking to you makes me pee, man. So I'm like the reverse. I pee constantly all the time, but for some reason, I rarely have to pee when we're talking. No, about stuff. you're like a fucking camel when we do I this guess show. Because I fucking pee so much during the fucking day. Like I pee like five hundred times. Your bladder's like, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, yeah, convenience I think store. I, peed, I think I made two large urinate three actually, okay, two large urinations probably 25 minutes before we recorded, like within that 25-minute span. Probably three within an hour, maybe an hour and 10 minutes. You drink a lot of liquid? And these aren't little tiny, like, little pisses, little whizzes. These are fucking peas. It's not a I nur- do I do drink a lot of liquid and I worked out today uh, drinking a lot of fucking water a lot. Got to stay hydrated, but these aren't yeah. like nervous nervous peas. These are no. legitimate evacuations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I do like two of those a day. At yeah, most. I drink a lot. Like I drank um so in the couple hours preceding this, I drank um Trying to do the math in my head. Three and a quarter liters of water. That's a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's why I'm constantly peeing. Yeah, that's almost two, like, full-size soda bottles worth of water. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, my water bottle, I just got a new one. It's a .75 liter. And I did that uh, three times, three of them. It's a fifth. Oh, fifth is a seven. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, it's a 750. Why is that called a fifth? No fucking idea. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've wondered that too, but never bothered to try to figure it out. Anyway, so this, you see, I got to pee a lot. So I was like, oh shit, let me pee at the, I'll pee, I'll stop there, I peed. I think I bought some, I bought something weird too. Although a 750 times four is what, 3,000? No, t- sorry, times five is, f- no, that doesn't even work out. 3500 yeah. 3750 I don't know what that is. Well, who knows. Anyway, stop to piss. Yeah. But then I notice I'm back in the car and there's like a weird building next to it. I wasn't even sure if it was like open next to the convenience store. Yeah, there's another establishment there. It's like a country style establishment. And I wanted to go take a picture of it. This almost and sounds like a town at this point with two, 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 establishments. two establishments right oh, next to each other here. Oh, this, almost qualifies. Yeah, it could. In this that part like, of the this world. This is the, the commercial center of this part of the world. Right, right. I mean, there's nothing else. I'm going to town. Trees, trees and hills as far yeah. as I can see all around. But right. this is here. All right. But this establishment, because I think I was looking at the sign, and my wife, you may know her, her name is Christine, was with me. Yes. And I'm looking at the sign, I'm like, what does that say? And I'm like, it says, it says something like, Welcome um, to hell. <laughs> chime, chime and poke? I don't know what that, what, I can't really make it. I think it says, it says something in poke. It says, oh boy, chime and poke. Oh God. What is it? I don't know. It's like, well, get closer. Let's just drive up there. I want to take a picture anyway of this thing. And this took a bad turn. Get up there and the sign of this establishment, the mm. name of it Mm-mm. is, you Mm-mm. guessed it now, Mm-mm. it's choke and, choke puke. and puke. God damn it. And I'm just like, what? And you know what? A car stopped. Like, I realized, okay, no, there's like a couple cars here. And while we're there, a car truck pulls up, like a pickup truck, and a guy gets out and goes in. They're they're eating at the Choke and Puke. It's the Choke and Puke diner, maybe? Did it look like a Because fo- I'm just imagining a ramshackle wooden building. No, it had like, like metal... Metal siding. Did it um, look like an like a f- eatery? It just looked like a generic building. Okay, okay, okay. Right, I got that. And then it's like like Joe's like Cafe, siding, whatever. Yeah, like it was yeah. a mobile home here thirty five years ago, but then they did some upgrades, and now it's Joe's Cafe or something. Yeah. Check here. I just sent it All to right. you. Check it out. Because right. I, I, 
realized, you know what? I could just find out if this is like a real place. And I Googled it and here it is. Well, I kind of like never solve the mystery, Brad. Yeah. But here it is. It's a choke and puke diner. The choke and puke diner. They have a... Oh, my God. Choke and puke open 530. Where... Do you enter this establishment? I think Look, through that blue door. Th- that looks like that's a former motel. Yeah, it could. Eh. I see where it. you're coming. I see where you're coming with that, but like there wasn't. I mean, they could have re- revamped it, like because there wasn't like a series of doors under that awning. They took the doors out. That's yeah, a that's a former motel. That's yeah, where you enter been. the choke and puke is that tiny blue door or the white one. I'm not really fucking sure. It looks like that easel probably says like enter this way or something. Well, where did the bet. pickup truck people enter? I don't remember. I can't remember that that info. God damn it. But on top of all that. Fuck. Jesus Christ. If you just Google choke and puke. Why would I do that? <laughs> there's a million choke and puke diners. Armagh, PA, Loganton, PA, Danville, West Virginia, uh, Lee, Florida, um, San Francisco on West 85th, North, that's the same one, um, Billings, Montana has a choke and puke. It's just a common name for a fucking eatery. So that's why you were like... I had choke and puke. I didn't realize that until I said, oh, I'm going to talk about this on Gutter Balls. Let me put it in here and find that this is actually like, is it on Google Maps? Because it just was like, you saw it almost looked like it's like written in chalk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, did someone like vandalize it? Was it real? Uh, I Googled it. And that's now is just open this up that like, oh, yeah, I just Googled choke and puke. Endless results. There's endless amounts of choking pukes across the country. Like people have adopted that name. That's why you were like, I didn't know if I was stupid or not. Yes. Loganton. This one is called choking puke diner. Choking present tense. I think, I think, I think it's just some error because it's the same. It's, it's just choking puke. Okay. But But some of them are choke and writing like apostrophe and apostrophe puke in chalk. In giant letters seems like a mistake also. It's like <laughs> yeah. they had their drunk teenage son go out. It's like, son, we just opened our eatery. Go fucking put a name on it. We don't have a name yet. And he wanders out there. And as right, he's wandering out, he pukes. And he's kind of choking on it. And then he just writes that. He's like looking around. Or it's supposed to say like prime rib special. Fourteen ninety nine Thursday or something, but he just wrote choke and puke. Like teenagers just vandalizes. They right. wrote choke and puke on it because that's what's happening to him at that moment. It's like the scene with Steve Carell looking around. I love lamp. You know, it's just whatever is there in the mm-hmm. moment. He just wrote. But you're saying this is all across the country. Yes, according to Urban Dictionary. Oh boy. Choke and puke, referring to an eatery that serves less than appetizing food. Oh, my God. Was first used by Jerry Reed's character Snowman in the movie Smokey and the Bandit. 
You know, I just watched that within the last yeah. year for the first time. I don't remember that. So he apparently says it's probably just the throwaway line. He's like, hey, just got back from the choke and puke or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> or let's stop at the choke and puke. I'm hungry. Something weird. Right. He didn't have time to stop by the convenience store and grab a can <laughs> right. of tamales. Right. So he had to go to the choke and puke instead because he's exactly. not going to make some goddamn tamales for himself. Too much work. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think, exactly. So, but, but, but this is like, you know, um, but it's from, it's from Smokey and the Bandit and now it's adopted all over the country. This is like, like, why hasn't, uh, the Lebowski done this? Like why? I mean, you mean something as throwaway a line as got back from the choke and puke or whatever from yeah well the, like I mean the Lebowski's a, infinitely a cult favorite quotable and a cult favorite I'm surprised in the band like 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 is there a bunch of like a uh, well there are Lebowski themed bars across the that world that is true now. Lebowski themed bars. But I don't think these are Smokey and the Bandit themed bars. They're just adopting the nomenclature. It's almost like if there was a series of, let's say, uh, a Pier 1 Imports type place that sold like, kind of like, you know, home decor that's kind of artsy, but it's like mass produced. Right? And if it was called Strongly Vaginal. Hmm. I think... I mean, I see what you're saying. I get you. I don't know why that hasn't happened, but I'll posit a theory. And it's because Lebowski is so broad. Like, think about... I have my little framed photo that uh, Camilo's wife, you may not know, her name's Lauren, gave me for my birthday a couple years back. And it's like Mm -hmm. the two dudes there. (laughs) And they're at a bar whatever and the one dude has a speech bubble and it's just like in parentheses anything and then the other guy is responding and his speech bubble says that reminds me of a scene from the big lebowski right 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 right. it's just too fucking broad you know it's it's everything like yes it's too much you can't distill it down into like a choke and puke throwaway thing that's yeah. that's my bullshit theory right got now. You, got you. Well, I mean, it's all around us. It is us. What is water? What is air? You exactly. Know? Exactly. Bulk of the series, dude. Bulk of the series. Fucking choke and puke. Uh, you know, I was like <laughs> kind of half hoping you wouldn't. We would just keep pushing that one off because I didn't know what it yeah. was going to be, but. Well, it's not as bad as No. No, it's great. I think it's it's lovely. I mean, it's an interesting uh, peach of a uh, piece of cultural cachet. <laughs> yeah, you see the I mean, you see the picture there. Christ. I mean, we can talk about it now cuz you're okay, but Yeah. Fuck. You you didn't go in there. Unbelievable. Are you fucking kidding me, man? What? I was not about to go into Have the choke and puke. Have you lost all sense of youthful adventure? I'll tell you what. I would go there. So, okay. I have two things to say about that. One, I would go there now because, like like I said, I wasn't even sure what the place was. Like, okay. I was convinced someone just wrote that on there. Like, it could be <laughs> like a fucking crack house brothel something. So, that's... Uh- 
immediately what you assume to, it was. They wrote that to keep people like out or something. Or absolutely, it's just you think like, people are fucking and choking and puking in there? Exactly. Absolutely. So, I, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going in there now. In my second defense, I did stop at one of these places. It just looks like someone's house, but it has a sign out that it's a restaurant. And I did stop there to eat because I was like, let's be adventurous and just eat there and see what that's like. And it was actually amazing and very lovely. And the waitress was super nice and the food was very good. Wait, when was this? Same trip. Oh. Maybe a couple hours after I passed the choke and puke. (laughs) Do you want to give him a shout out? What was the name of it? I do not know it off the top of my head. We'll have to revisit for next time. Revisit. Maybe they'll sponsor the show. Hope so. We could use a good sponsor. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. So what would you call that? The um, the swallowing shit? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, that's a lot better. I mean, th- technically, that's what you do at that's any what you restaurant. Do. You swallow and shit. Doesn't matter it's if it's like, fine it's, dining or McDonald's. Yeah, that is the proper thing. When things are effed up and get all... Cockamamie, you end up that's where you end up with the choking, choking and puking. Yeah, all right, we'll revisit that, see if they want to sponsor us. I mean, we did call them the swallowing shit, so why wouldn't they? <laughs> why wouldn't they? <laughs> if you want to swallow and shit, then you want to try May's Diner off Route 64. That brief moment just before you swallow is gonna be great. Yep. And the and the shits come out really <laughs> real smooth, well, really smooth, no problem there at all. <laughs> all natural ingredients and high fiber content lead to high quality shitting. Why don't restaurants advertise that? No, they advertise the taste, but they never talk about the after effect. Like you could start customizing that experience. It's a whole market. That is untapped. <laughs> what kind of poops do you expect out of your food? <laughs> I want smooth, clean, one piece. <laughs> yep, I just want a lot of mess. <laughs> I just want liquid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Untapped, all right. Ooh, boy. Um, all right, so... So I think we can close the book on that one. Choke and puke. Fuck. I mean, I don't know whether I'm like more gobsmacked or less gobsmacked by how that played out. I know what you mean. And I watched that fucking movie for the first time ever not too long ago. And well, now you got to watch it again and look out for that line. I mean, I'm sure it's probably right in the beginning before they go on their epic cross-country beer delivery journey, and it's his partner who's uh, driving the truck. I'm sure it's not, you know, Burt Reynolds. I'm sure it's it's the other guy. It says it's Snowman, Jerry Reed, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Reed, that's right. Little Mary Sunshine, she's all right with me. What's Jerry Reed most Mary known for? Sunshine. In my mind, he's most known for being a special guest on Scooby Doo. That's a cartoon. He's one of those like inscrutable '70s celebrities that was in Scooby Doo that I only know from Scooby Doo. 
That's a cartoon, Brad. Yeah, I know, but he's in it. His voice is in it. I'm talking about on screen. Well, I mean, his likeness is in it. He plays himself in oh, it. Oh, he plays himself. Okay, well, that's a horse of a different color. Yeah. All right, now, come on. He's known. Oh, you know what? The water boy. That's his iconic role for me. The, uh, the, uh, he's the opposing the, the coach. Adam that... Sandler one? Yes, he's the opposing oh, coach that really intimidates. I had no idea he was in anything, really. <laughs> yes. He's so, so fucking great in it, too. Uh, you don't remember him from The Water Boy? He's... I don't think I've really seen that movie. I've seen, like, clips of it. He's Red Bolu. Well, that's a f- good character. That's a funny character name. He's Henry Winkler's nemesis. Ah, Winkler's in it. I didn't even know that. Kathy Bates. <laughs> Jerry yeah, I didn't Reed. know she was in it. This is one of those like Galaxy Quest type movies where I watch this movie and it's like this is fucking awesome. Like it's before Adam Sandler got to- like it's stupid, don't get me wrong, but right. like it, it's also got like some heart, it's got that human connection and like it's a well-crafted film. Mm-hmm. And it's like why don't like I could watch that. It's one of those movies I could watch anytime. It's really great. It's a great movie. I can say that without shame. I'm not saying it's as good as Galaxy Quest because that's one of the best ever, but yeah. Like it falls into that same category of like I guess people didn't understand it, but if you do under like if like if it's a thing that hits you right there, right where right, it feels yeah. good, like then you fucking love it. And it's like this is this is great. And it's not evil or mean-spirited in any way. I'm not saying, like, you know, people who love Antichrist are, you know, uh, horror shows and sociopaths, but it's good. It's got a kindness and a humanity to it. Well, good to know. You should watch it. Yes. I'll check it out someday. 6.1 stars on IMDb. Bullshit. It's better than five. It's past the halfway mark. I suppose. It's all that really matters to me. Yeah, well, that's where we take our cues from, I guess. Because I was going to watch, going back to Terminator, I was almost going to watch this most recent one from just a couple years ago with Daenerys Targaryen in it. Oh, wow. And because uh, I was like, well, do I need to know what happened in that to understand this new one? Probably not, but you never know. Maybe that movie has an explanation for why there's an old Terminator in it. We don't even need to, like, come up with this excuse of his skin aging. But uh, it has, like, a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to, like, venture through that right now. But I kind of, being the uh, completist that I am... Sure. I think I'm going to make time to watch it before I go see the next Terminator movie. I mean, in some ways, it's, I think, like, it's good that you set the expectations that way, and it'll probably be a more enjoyable experience now that you saw that. Yes. Don't don't go in expecting, like, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. This is a clear sub-30 area. Right, right. So, now that 
Right. You've you've made all the appropriate preparations. You can, you know. Although at the same time, Rotten Tomatoes, their methodology, I think, is confusing. I think it can be abused. Well, of course it can. You can send well, an army of trolls to, like, fuck yeah, the guess, thing up. Yeah, and I guess I don't mean the troll army. That's a different issue. I guess, I mean, what does the 26 really represent? It doesn't mean this movie is, like, only 20% good on a scale of 1 to 100. It means, out of all the critics that reviewed it, 26% of them said, yeah, this movie's good. It's okay. And the rest were like, no. Right, right. So like every so like a movie could theoretically have zero on Rotten Tomatoes because every person just said this movie is pretty mediocre, but it's not really that great. But it doesn't mean it's the worst movie ever. It has zero. It just right. means there's a consensus that the movie is not good. Right. right so twenty six percent merely means there's twenty six percent of critics that gave it a thumbs up. So is it really that bad? Like I don't know. It's a weird way, you know, when you really dig into the the, the number, you know. Yeah, they're they're. I guess their delta or, is abnormally high. <laughs> yeah, like if you have a a, a, a Rotten Tomato could theoretically reverse, but it could be like ninety six percent, and that just means ninety six percent of people thought this movie was passable. Right. There's right. a large consensus that the movie's passable and it doesn't suck. It doesn't mean 96% like this is in the top echelon of amazing movies. But it kind of does because it kind of works out that way anyway, it seems. I guess but, when you have a big enough sample size, maybe? Yeah. Like a movie for to convince 96% of critics to give it a thumbs up, it must be pretty good. Or it must be... That's very you know, binary, there's also the though. Whole thing that, there's also the whole thing where, you know... Uh, a good movie is supposed to be controversial. You either love it or hate it. So, hey, this movie has 50%. It's like, that's maybe that's, the best movie. That's what you're looking for right there. Yeah. Right. But it also doesn't say, is it 50% because half the people thought it was a 4 out of 10 and the other half thought it was a 6 out of 10? Or is it 50% because everyone thought it was a 0 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10? And, like, you don't have that kind of... Dist- like, that... They need to... I guess they could do more with the the thing but, here. But why would they? They're they're doing fine, right? Yeah, it's doing fine. And, you know, it <laughs> why seems change to work. It? Yeah. It seems to work the way it works, so... But you're right. It is very binary. But, yeah. But also not. Like, it's either yeah or no... At the like individual reviewer level, whether whether they're a critic or a viewer, but then like yeah, once that all gets aggregated, it does turn into like this weird <laughs> like bastardized chart of movie goodness. Yeah, that's fucked up. Never really yeah. thought about that. That's I think that's why you know everything has their faults, but. I tend towards IMDb I because that's like people right. rating it on a yeah, scale exactly. right exactly it doesn't always work but I feel like it is a yeah at least a for better, me, it's a little more aligned with it's a better I think it's a better I mean people look at Rotten Tomatoes score and do like what we just said like they use it like a rating. Oh, right. it's 30%. Oh well, my it's god. A 3 out of 10. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Best movie ever. I'm going to see yeah. it. Right. Bullshit. Which is not necessarily what it means. Yeah. Right. That could still be a 27% or whatever. Yeah, it just means everyone agreed 
let's say the cutoff is like six stars. Well, everyone agreed it's a six out of ten. Right. Hundred percent right. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Just typed in Antichrist on Rotten Tomatoes and press the button. Search revo- results for Antichrist. Nothing yet. <laughs> Even they don't want to touch it. it. Says it's loading results. Yeah. Is I don't, it because it? I don't know. I don't like it already. I, I'm afraid what's it's taking too long and it makes it's me putting a little nervous. You on a, a okay. Okay. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. I closed it. I should open a goddamn private window. God damn it. Now that doesn't help because they're they're sending your IP address to the right, right somewhere. Fuck. Well, I have it up here. On Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes Antichrist, fifty three percent. See, right there in the middle. Right there. Love it's it right or hate in the it. Middle. Love it or hate it. Audience score, fifty five percent. Oh, what about the critics? Well, no, the tomato meter. That's the that's the, oh, the critic score okay. is fifty three. The audience is fifty five. So gotcha. for all intents and purposes, the same thing. It's a completely mediocre movie, or it's the best movie of all time. Yeah, it, it's Can't divided sure. people. I feel it's a love it or hate it situation. That movie probably. It's binary again. This Rotten Tomatoes thing is has a weird binary thing going on. But maybe that's. the the way you do it you get here you you can only give it a zero or a one and then yeah. on a big enough scale like that will tell you well it's something. like voting it's like voting for president or voting for right. mayor it's just right. like this guy got the most votes right this guy got 80 percent of the vote does it mean he's a eight out of ten rated his job at mayor no it just means right eight percent of the people liked him better than the other guy it's like yeah, anything can be skewed like that. It's like when you, I don't know if this actually works, but you could, like if you Google, like, most popular ice cream flavor, uh, it'll be vanilla <laughs> all the time. Because it's like, you know, the tests or the quizzes, the BuzzFeed quizzes will be structured like, here are five ice cream flavors. You know, Rocky Road, chocolate, vanilla, rum raisin, and half-baked. Everybody vote, right? And so everybody's third or fifth choice might be vanilla. And some people, a lot of people won't vote for rum raisin, you know? So everybody's, like, even, like, seventh most favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla but it's hard to find somebody who hates vanilla ice cream i'm sure people do but it's also like nobody's favorite ice i'm again i'm sure some people it's their favorite fucking flavor of ice cream but it's like whatever but again big enough sample size it's gonna be in the top 10 always and rum raisin will be not even on the radar and so vanilla just vaults to the top of the list. Yeah. I think the same thing's going so, on here. All right, Beatles. 
<sighs> I don't know if we want to get into that rotten thing. Although, before we move off this topic, since I do have the Rotten Tomatoes for Antichrist up, I do need to read the blurb they have here from Tom Long of the Detroit News. Okay. One of Rotten Tomatoes' top critics. I think he sums it up really well. Okay. Self-loathing, mean, ugly, and perfectly made. Antichrist is probably the best film ever that you'd recommend to absolutely no one. I'm hoping... Rating A-. Well, that's where we (laughs) diverge, sir. But that is a perfect description of that. I guess you and he can't ever be friends because you did recommend that to me. Yeah, that's that's true. I do I do skirt with recommending it to people every once in a while. I did once recommend a movie to someone, not this one, but another <laughs> very hard to watch movie that's actually interestingly made. And then you weren't friends with them anymore. <laughs> no, and then I texted them later and said, "I take it back. Please don't watch the movie. I don't think." Um, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's not a good thing. I don't think it would be good for you to watch it. So I take it back. Don't watch it. <laughs> Did, were you concerned that by saying that that would compel them to watch it even more? No. Can I you? Wasn't. I I know you see. Obviously, you're uncomfortable saying the title of the movie no, and I'll also who you were talking to. But can you at least tell me the title of the movie? Sure, I can say that. the title of the movie was. Uh, irreversible. I don't know. Right, Gaspar. I want to say I don't know how to pronounce the. I'm probably pronouncing the guy's name wrong. Gaspar. No. Oh. He makes some really fucked up shit. Right. That. Really unflinching. Guy. But this one, this movie is. I really liked it, even though it is incredibly, um, like the violence. The rape, the gore in it is like just too much. It's like it's beyond. It's just beyond. Hmm. He's got a pretty long list here. What the fuck? Animal Collective? Did he do a music video for and Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds? I guess he's that's how he makes his money. Oh, boy. Jesus. Irreversible. I'm clicking on it. I mean, I'm not going to look at the trailer or anything, but... Now, but that's for that person. What about me? Is it more than one magnitude of order away from Antichrist? Yes. All right. So I could watch this one. Yes. You're comfortable saying that. If that's your boundary, yes. All right. Cool. Only one order of magnitude, though. That's fine, as long as it's right on the threshold, because I realize that's a long way away. And I think it's also a different, and maybe this is wrong of me to do, I think also because, yeah, I don't know. Part of anti There's a violence against women in it also that I feel... You know, I... I don't want... I, I mean, I'm recording this into a podcast, but I feel bad going publicly on the record saying, like, yeah, like even talking about it, maybe. But, right. Um, but here, here I am doing but, it anyway like that's a evil that's present 
in the world and should be addressed. Yes. So I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, it's not necessarily glorifying that, it. Right. For sure. It's not glorifying it. And the shit the Antichrist was doing, like, there was no... And this is part of the reason why, like, the gore and the violence in that movie were so upsetting to me is because, like, there wasn't, a like, a greater point to it. There wasn't a value being stated or anything. Like the reviewer said, it was self-loathing and, like, depressing. And there wasn't any bigger message there was still i think there was a bigger message what misogyny is bad um possibly i mean yes it's related to that it's also don't systematically abuse and torture your children like what's the greater yeah we get it we don't need a movie about it well i feel there was a theological statement about hell being on earth that was in and to be honest I can't even remember all the shit that goes down in the movie exactly and how it's presented but that's what I remember thinking at the well time. you're very lucky I envy you I remember almost every moment of it um yeah sure hell on earth but again we don't it's not something we need to see and I think the value of that message you just described, when you balance it against what you witness and the themes, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. That's not mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Irreversible, so like maybe he makes a bigger statement and does something <clears throat> better. But yeah. fuck, it's fuck more Lars of a, von Trier, more man. of a human story. Fuck Lars and, von Trier. You know, and I don't know. It, it maybe it's clever, too clever. I don't know. We'll see. If you watch um, it one day, I might watch it one day. I'll put it on the list. Um, but he's also the movie that he's also the guy that made a movie with like lots of graphic sex, and he made it in 3D. And there's like cum shots flying towards you <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's <clears throat> not. I don't seek that out it's not something i want to go and watch necessarily but that's not the sort of stuff that's gonna like disturb me for seven years like whatever (laughs) you know is it called climax is that the movie i'm just guessing i think think it's called love (laughs) oh all right and then climax is just about people snuggling No, it might be actually. It might be. It might be climax. Now that you say it, love. It's very I think is clever. A different one. Love, love is, is about one. jizz shots, and climax yeah. is about snuggling right. and holding hands. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, I don't care about that. But I'll maybe check out Irreversible. So I'll watch this upsetting, gore-filled, uh, misogynistic <laughs> violence against women movie and then you watch the water boy deal deal (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a fair trade yeah cool cool why am i always getting fucked like this